1975 with If You're Too Shy Let Me Know. Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to Are You Too In Love or with Eve O'Byrne and Lucy Holmes or Lucy Holmes and Eve O'Byrne depending which way you like us. Um, and I will once again beat down on the fact that the 1975 do have some really good songs. They um, do. I forgot that song had a saxophone solo and I got really <laughs> taken aback by how, like, I, I, I guess I hadn't listened to it in a long time. And it was like, I, and like, I, uh, we like listened to the tape as well as it's going so we know when to come in. And then I, I turned on the noise and I was like, why is there a saxophone solo randomly? <laughs> I thought Lucy for, forgot to change or stop the song. But I would just start the show off, with Maddie. some smooth jazz. Um, <laughs> no, I think I'd be like really, a really good like four in the morning, very slimy, smooth jazz, like radio DJ vibes. I think that's my destiny in life um, and I hope everyone supports it. But today we are talking about the dream, paradise, mm-hmm. the world after, post-COVID. Um, mm. And it's something we've all given a lot of thought to. And the reason we decided to talk about it this week is that we're seeing a lot of like pictures and videos in the UK of them finally getting out of lockdown back in pubs back in beer gardens massive crowds and like part of me is kind of jealous but there's another part of me that's like oh that's a lot of people uh no no thank you no thank you yeah no like it is the me I I, I can't wait until I get to be an introvert by choice um to be honest. <laughs> like it, it is yeah, it it is bizarre looking at, at the UK when they had such a, a, I guess, like, they had such a dark experience of COVID. Like, you do have to kind of acknowledge it. Like, they were they were fucked for a long time. And then their vaccination program was so good. Speaking of vaccinations, I am vaccinated now. Very Ooh. weird to, to say. Like, we love to see it. Showing but off. Like, we do love to see it. <laughs> it was the weirdest... Like, when I say I was fine for the first seven hours and then the side effects kicked in, I did get the AstraZeneca one, so it feels very weird um, to know that it's being discontinued. But, um, yeah, it is, like, initially I was like, ah, like, it is weird it's being discontinued. But then I was like, I'm already on birth control. So, like, statistically I should be fine, you know? (laughs) You know, and the thing is, um, like... Obviously, like, there's been concerns with AstraZeneca and blood clots and stuff. And yeah. while that is a completely valid concern, um, the, like, apparently the rate of getting, like, blood clots, blood clots from, like, actual COVID or COVID-related pneumonia is, like, way, 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 way higher. So I'd rather... Yeah, it's, it's like, you know, more than 10 times more likely if yeah. you actually have COVID. And that you are, more, you are, like, 10 times more likely to actually develop blood clots then. Like, women post-pregnancy as well are susceptible. Like, it... Like it is something that primarily affects women in all areas of life, so I'm not yeah. really, I'm not scared. Um, I was initially freaking out a little bit because me and Lucy actually did record a bonus episode for the podcast. We'll become we actually have two bonus episodes that will be coming very exciting. Out. Uh, well, what yes, while we're doing exams, they're very good, very funny. Um, <laughs> they were class to be honest. Like not to hype ourselves up, but we're in the middle of recording and I could feel the fever setting in. <laughs> just sitting there like this is not fine but I have to pretend like I am fine um it wasn't too bad it felt like it felt like a bad hangover so do look after yourselves if you are being vaccinated it's not um you know you you supposedly the younger you are the worse the side effects are so that that that's life but talking about going back to normal is so bizarre I know it's so strange and it's so so strange to see like those images from the UK to see those videos um Mm. 
And also, sorry, I always say images and everyone's always like, just say pictures. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I just say images. I don't know why. It's just something I do. But like, it's you're so, so old. I'm like, I'm actually secretly 98 years old. What can I say? <laughs> um, but like, to look like at people in the UK, just like going back to looking at their lives. Like, going I to know a my, pub. Yeah, going to a pub. Like my cousin's over in the UK and he's been vaccinated for a good like three months now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like chicken like i don't even know what a vaccination is i've never even heard of one of those we literally got internet in ireland like last week like you're so ahead of the curve um but no all joking aside i think we are starting to see a ramp up in vaccinations and we should be very very grateful for that especially since a lot of like developing countries or uh countries that have been pillaged uh as i prefer to say um Mm Aren't having don't have a single vaccine, and most of them won't be getting vaccines until twenty twenty two, which I think is yeah, which is genuinely criminal. Criminal. There shouldn't be a patent on life saving medicine, but that's like oh, a exactly. whole other thing that's a that's a whole about. other episode. But let's um, focus on something more positive, um, i.e., yeah. our dream life, getting out of lockdown. What are we gonna do? Where are we gonna go? What's the plans? I like, just want to go to Greece. Greece man I just want to go to Greece just for, like I, I went there on my six-year holiday and like like I you if you've ever been on a six-year holiday you should be more afraid of that than the actual vaccine um because like I walked barefoot on the streets of Dante once it was not pretty interesting it was like it is like I just I want to be in a hot country and it doesn't even have to be for longer than two days like I'd be a fan of like you me getting like whatever random friends want to go get on the cheapest Ryanair flight go to Greece for like 24 hours and just see what happens because I think that's the that's the life we need to have like and we'll we'll record the whole thing and upload it as one day-long podcast because (laughs) like I, I know like I definitely I have an itch to travel. I always have an itch to travel anyway. I know it's the mm-hmm. same for everyone, but like COVID has like made it like extra bad. Like I never had a leaving start holiday. That wasn't a thing for me. Like I couldn't afford it. I did mm-hmm. though go to a music festival with my dad, which is even cooler, mm-hmm. can I just say, than a leaving start festival. Uh, leaving start festival, leaving start holiday. Um, I think a mosh pit with Pat is kind of the dream. And if you mm-hmm. don't get to experience that in your life, I'm sorry, you're missing out. But like I never got like a leaving start holiday. So like... I haven't left the country in quite a while. Um, mm-hmm. And once again, like, I will say, like, leaving the country again, yeah, I know, it's a big privilege. And, like, my dad always gives out to me when I say, like, if I say staycation, he's like, it's not a staycation. When I was growing up, that was a holiday. Going to Galway <laughs> was a holiday, and you will call it as such. And you know what? Like, I kind of agree. Like, I, at this point, like, you know what? If they're like, oh, you can't even get out of the country, I'll be like, grand, I'm going to go to Galway for a weekend just mm. anywhere anywhere but here is the kind of vibe and I think everyone's kind of the same like you're trapped in the same room in the same space <sighs> yeah Sigh. no we, we've all we are it. we are buzzing to get to to gal's way as, as it yeah. should be called because it is it interesting actually is, it, it, it's, a, it's a destination in Ireland in itself I do think gal's, I go away yeah it, it rates gal's higher way. than gal's gal, way it, gal's, it, gal's way yeah it rates higher <laughs> than it does oh I and definitely I I definitely agree. I love Galway. I have such a soft spot for Galway. Anyone that knows me knows it's one of my favourite yeah. places in the world. Connemara particularly, I think, is beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. But outside of Ireland, I'll be honest, um, my heart set on Berlin. I want to be in Berlin. I want to be in Germany. I miss Germany so much. I want to be back in Germany. It's kind of the dream. It's kind of all mm-hmm. I've thought about for the past year. It's what's kept me going. Um, and I don't know how much longer I can wait. So, 
maybe I'll just disappear and you'll find me in Germany after COVID. Who knows? Honestly, like I've never probably been to Germany, so I am very like I I would love the I would love the opportunity to just go to most European countries. Definitely on my bucket list for life now. I I was inspired by like like it was very popular on TikTok. Um, in Vienna, they have a bunch of like really um amazing balls and ball season and like the opera ball and everything and they actually have one in Versailles as well where it's like proper baroque style ball and I was like oh my god like if I could just like save up for ages and get to go to one of these like full wig you know wig dress heels fan whole shabam like just to indulge in experiences I think it's what I'm going to try and do after COVID because I don't think I can derive happiness from online shopping anymore. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> like I that's one thing I'm looking forward to is that there is going to be like a boom in the arts. There's going to be a boom mm-hmm. in partying. It's going to be the roaring twenties. It just is. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for it. But mm-hmm. like on the flip side, I know myself, like the thing is, is that like, I am kind of an anxious person anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in, like a fun, quirky way in a way that it's diagnosed by a psychiatrist get away. Um, like, the thing is, is that, like, I I know that I'm going to find it really hard to get used to big crowds again. Like, that's going to be a thing. And I don't think I'm unique in that way at all. Like, I think people are going to be like, whoa, this is a lot of people. My brain hasn't dealt with this in a very long time. Like, just the sense of, like, overstimulation. I think it's going to be a lot on people. And I know for a fact my social battery is going to be a lot smaller. I'm going to be like, all right, guys, it's half nine. It's past my bedtime. I'm going to bed lovely seniors like that's gonna be me like it's like the first few days is gonna be me like non-stop partying non-stop going and then for like ever I'm just gonna like go to bed at eight o'clock and be a granny and call it a day yeah no honestly I do think that it's gonna take a long time for us to actually readjust to going out and actually like having active lifestyles again like I went to like because I've been like working um pretty intensive job throughout the pandemic and like my legs are sore after every shift, much more short, sore than they normally would have been. Um, and it's like, why, why the fuck? Because I'm literally not walking. I'm not moving. I'm not getting exercise. And I do think that when we do return to actually like going to clubs, going to pubs, we probably do need to evaluate our behavior because I know myself, I had two white claws um, the other week and I was hammered. And I felt so embarrassed. I was just like, why? Like my alcohol tolerance has gotten low, lower my um, actual ability to do exercise has like just diminished. So now I'm just like, I, I, I'm almost terrified for like, you know, freshers week, things like this, you know, going into this high intensive partying lifestyle. I, I, I feel so old, but I don't think I'm able for it. You know, See? I don't think my liver can handle this. See, the thing is, is that, like, that's kind of the expectation that once quarantine ends, once lockdown ends, like, mm-hmm. straight away parties, straight away we're all going to do this, we're all going to do that, we're going to go wild. But I think it's going to take a little bit longer than that. I think there's going to be, like, a weird trans- transitory period where everyone's like, uh, what's this? Like, the thing is, and I've talked about it a lot, like, I'm evol- involved in a lot of committees on college, and it's something we're very aware mm-hmm. of, that there's a bunch of people coming into college who will have never been in a pub, will have never been in a nightclub because they didn't even get that like sneaky, like underage sneaking in kind of vibe because of COVID, which by the way, um, because we're on air, never sneak in underage. Do not do that. You will get in trouble and it's bad. 
but off air yeah I'm not saying anything more um no <laughs> like the thing is is that like there's a lot of social cues that are going to be lost out on there's a lot of like freshers in college now that never got that like first year of college and they never got that chance to learn and like that with COVID with people being so like stuck inside and repressed and not being mm-hmm. able to see other people like there's going to be a lot of social cues that we will have forgotten or will have like have to learn and like the thing is I think this is like both like a sticky situation to be in but also a really really wonderful opportunity because it means we can re- rewrite what is and isn't acceptable we can go yeah hey hold on why are we putting up with that behavior for so long why was this okay why was that okay why was this culture allowed continue in such a way like we for had sure. like a, we had like a long conversation with um quasa i always say yes. wrong. Quasa. quasa yes we had a long conversation with quasa and we talked about this and we talked about like club culture and like club culture particularly in like gay clubs and stuff and how like mm-hmm. it can be really like not good and we just yeah. accept it as normal because we're like this is what it is this is part of growing up but it shouldn't be and I think yeah. now is the opportunity that we've we have this space and we have this time now is the opportunity to take a step back and go hey maybe we shouldn't let these things happen maybe these things yeah. aren't okay and I know that's a little bit idealist I will like put my hands up and say yeah and be yeah. idealistic but I think we should at least try. Is kind yeah, of my point. I, I do think though, like, unfortunately, and like, this is probably the most disheartening thing to say. I think a lot of us who have experienced uncomfortable situations are having the time to think about this. And the people who actually perpetrate the uncomfortable situations do, haven't been thinking about this because they don't think about it. And it's just, it's so hard. I, I like, at least I know that we're all going to be more on higher alerts and wanting to implement things. But like, it's just so frustrating at the end of the day because. I'm, 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 I am, I know how heartbroken I'm going to be the next time in the, I'm in a club and I get, like, harassed by someone. Because it's just going to be, like, you know, what the fuck? I am scared for, you know, a lot of this rhetoric that's, like, oh, like, you know, I, I can't wait to hook up with someone straight after quarantine ends. And it's just, like, well, make sure that you're doing it in a safe way. Because, like, I think a lot of people accidentally jump the gun and, like, you're, I and I I'm thinking so much about these like just turned 18 year olds just turned 17 year olds and they lost like a whole year of their lives because like sixth year does shape you as a person and it's a, you know you you start to mature and so does first year in college first year in college I am a completely different bitch than I was when I started college now like I am very different so it's just I worry a lot about, you know, people going into second year, people going into first year, because they haven't actually gotten the, because at least me and Lucy got a few months of, of real college, you know, like traditional college. And now we're going to be going back in hopefully a reformed world where everyone's a bit more aware of accessibility and, and, and comfort zones and consent. But at the same time, I, I'm worried that people will be so eager to rush back to how things were that we'll forget to make the right changes and you I know what like, I mean I know even myself like I went into first year of college being 17 commuting like there was mm-hmm. a lot of things that like I kind of said when I was going into first year like okay I'm going to sacrifice a bit of the social life I know I'm doing that but it's okay I'll be able to live up there second and third year fourth year it's grand I did obviously no one expected a pandemic obviously if we did we wouldn't be in this situation but like I still think even me, I have so much to learn. I have, like, like everyone always has stuff to learn, but, like, I will have to do, like, a huge amount of readjusting because not only 
will I like be like properly experiencing like Dublin nightlife for the first time not that Mm -hmm. I didn't in first year I did to some extent but the thing is I feel like in first year I was much more conscious because of the fact that I was staying with someone else or that I was Mm -hmm. doing something else or that I was relying on other people that now that like I've let out into the world on my own I don't have to rely on other people Mm-hmm. I you know I think there's a lot of things that need to be learned there and it's a shame mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to like experience that this year but I'm not going mm-hmm. like what was me I haven't been able to go to a nightclub like not that I miss them that much mm-hmm. like I miss I do I'm I miss like going to a pub and sitting in a corner and chatting shit and getting really drunk mm-hmm. that I miss yeah I miss sessions I miss house parties that I miss clubs clubs were always a bit hit and miss for me so uh, like I don't know like I like I know like the club industry is gonna boom but I don't know if it's gonna be the same as it was before and no, I think that's like it's, it's I think hope it's... hopefully not anyways like I never want to go to a shit dicey's night again like Dublin <laughs> nightlife like let's just talk about Dublin nightlife for a second the, the the overwhelming straightness of a lot of these clubs and like I haven't even been to the straightest one I have never been to coppers and I can't wait to experience coppers like just once <laughs> after quarantine been. like I just I just want to go in go out set up in and that's it like Dicey's D2 I just maybe I can't stand straight people anymore but I just I, I like I think the music is class but it's just like I I don't want to be in a space where men actively harass me and I have to be on high alert for it. As well, the actual structure of the clubs, crap, overpriced. Yeah, they're just not fun. A lot of Dublin nightclubs are not fun unless it's like an over 21s nightclub. And even then, it's just like not... Um, yeah, I just... I, 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 why did we bother? Lucy, why did we bother I, going look, to any I, of these places? I, I don't know. See, the thing is, is that I think I was lucky with the fact that I commuted. I knew that I would have to hold out for like really special occasions or like really good nights or like to try and get <laughs> yeah. somewhere to crash. Like anyone that knows me knows there would literally be like weeks at a time where I just wouldn't go home. It was a mess. It was a whole thing. It was not sustainable. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But like, I think I got lucky for that reason that I missed out on a lot of the shit nights. Um mm-hmm. Which, like, in some parts, like, it's good. But in other parts, like, the shit nights are where you get the best stories from. Where you make the best mates, you know? Like, yeah. the nice shit and the the nightclub is. But, like, you still get to spend time with your mates. And I think that's something I miss so yeah. much. That, we did like, ask you guys as well um, what you missed about nightclubs. And a lot of people said the chats in the smoking area. And Oh, like, my God, like, definitely. Like, that's how me and Lisa got to know each other. Like that's yeah. that's that's where this started. It started in nightclub of like the Wiley Fox, and that's yeah. that's where we fell in love. Yeah, honestly, it was also dancing. I miss dancing so much. Like I just I miss loud loud music, in like yeah loud music and like constant back to back like oh like nineties and and noughties music. I I miss it so. I just miss when a really good song comes on and you you react with your friends and it's just like and dancing circles and stuff and just like I just I miss the vibe I miss the vibe of also getting ready for a night yeah it's it's like 5 p.m and it's like it's too early to put on your makeup but it's like "Ah, I miss I miss the pranks more than I miss the actual drinks do you know that Mm. also please excuse any background noise you may have heard Uh, my cat decided to jump on my keyboard so that's just you know we're getting a bit of ASMR from my cat but like oh that's the God. thing I think like the thing is 
I'm like we're seeing all the pictures over in the UK we're seeing that they mm-hmm. are out they're drinking they're having fun they're having but like most of the people like it fills me with so much anxiety because most of the population is quite young and that is the percentage of the population that has yet to be vaccinated so like mm-hmm. although like they do have a high percentage especially compared to us of their population vaccinated it's mm-hmm. still not everyone like it's not they're not COVID free and like just looking at them like obviously I know if I was in their situation I would be the exact same but like looking mm-hmm. at it fills me with like so much dread it's like I don't know if anyone else is experiencing this but like me and my family had a huge conversation about this it's so weird to look at pre-covid media because you see mm-hmm. people you're like oh my god they're so close together oh my god please stop like festivals how did we do festivals there was like a million of us in like one square meter what was that about how was that like I think the thing is that when we go back to normal, and I'm using air quotes there, even though I don't like using air quotes, when we go back to normal, like, we're going to be so hyper-conscious. Like, I don't see masks just disappearing. I don't see people, like, stopping hand sanitizer. Like, I know myself, like, the fact that we all just got on the bus and didn't think anything of it, like, how unhygienic was that? Like, it's so crazy to me. Like, it's, like, it's so strange to think, like, what we considered normal before and what we will consider consider normal going forward like my great-grandmother she lived through um spanish flu and my mom always Mm -hmm. said she could never understand like my great-grandmother was always so anal about them washing their hands if they came inside wash your hands before they eat wash your hands you're doing something wash your hands you're changing from one task to another wash your hands Mm -hmm. like it's it was like a whole thing and my mother could never understand it but we had a big conversation about this like Going through a uh, like pandemic completely changes your point of view. Completely changes yeah. how you think of things. Yeah, no, a hundred and ten percent. And it's just, yeah, it it is really weird when we look at how we used to live before in comparison to now. Because like, there's so many things. Like, college was so ableist when you think about it, and like the actual hygiene levels everywhere were horrendous. And I and I love how like a lot of the time we pride in ourselves as a society for being like advanced or clean or whatever yet we could let this take over our lives you know like we could actually let COVID get this bad and I and I think that's the where we are most frustrated with all of this is because like I'm scared that we're going to go back and we're not going to be proactive about disease anymore because from everything that the government has done there's been actually no proactiveness, only reaction, you know, think, to everything like, that's happened. A really interesting point, like, I saw someone make, I don't know if it was on Twitter or someone said it to me, but mm-hmm. they made the point that, like, COVID has made uh, a lot of things really accessible for, like, disabled people. And yeah. there is this fear that once we go back to normal, once again, air quotes, that that accessibility is just going to disappear. Because the thing is, is that the excuse was always, well, we don't have, like the money we can't do this we can't do that but as soon as it calls for it it was very easy not very easy but they could transition to a way of working or a way of education or a way of learning that was remote that could accommodate Mm -hmm. as many people as possible and it's made a lot of things a lot more accessible for people and I've seen people Mm -hmm. express that they are scared when things start to kind of go back to normal that we're going to lose that and I think that's such a shame I think there's so many things we can learn we can we can see sorry my cat keeps jumping on me no Um, (laughs) but there's so many things that I think we should that we have now that we should keep on doing 
you know? Oh, for sure. Because like in Trinity before, let, I re- let, let me remind all of us that we did not have, have our lectures uploaded anywhere after they were recorded. For the majority of undergraduate lectures, they're not put anywhere. Um, and as well, I have had to write to lectures, lecturers, sorry, this year, saying, can you please put closed captions? Because um, I find it really hard to focus on videos unless they have actual subtitles because it can be hard to understand some people. And yeah, like, I, it's kind of bizarre to me that even exams are so ableist when we think about them, you know? Like, I don't think I... I, my own attention span has decreased rapidly this year. I don't know if it's due to the pandemic. I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm if I have ADHD. I don't know. Um, going through the processes to get tested for it, uh, you know, it's a vibe. But it's it's really hard for the majority of us to focus and to be in such a controlled exam scenario, such as ones that happened in the RDS. Lucy, I don't know if you ever experienced it, but it was hell. No, I, I like, see. I have been incredibly lucky, like, my course is continuous assessment, which mm-hmm. was actually one of the reasons I chose the course, because exams never suited me. I was not an exam person. Like, I will say, I did quite well on my Leaving Cert. I was very happy with my Leaving Cert results, but I had to work my ass off to get those, mm-hmm. because I, like, I had to be, like, over-prepared, because my mm-hmm. brain, as soon as I go into an exam, is blank. I get so anxious, like, I am, like... I am the person who cries in exam. The amount of maths exams where I just sit there and cry. And I remember one time the teacher stopped me and was like, are you, are you okay? And she was trying really hard to be nice. And I couldn't like form a sentence. And I just pointed at the paper and went, maths. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, and then left. <laughs> like, that's that's me in exams. Like, that's, that's what I'm like in exams. So I've been very lucky that like, I've never actually had to sit exams. And potentially I have sat my last ever exams having finished skulls. So like, yeah. it's like, I'll, like the thing is, is that the only other exams I'll probably take in my life is like my driving test. And that's not even like an exam, but like it is a high focus, high pressure situation. And I think a lot of people are realizing like, it doesn't actually achieve much because it, like what you know on the day isn't really a true reflection of like your ability. And I fully like stand behind this. Like, I think like, although like the education system is flawed, I obviously understand that we need some way of like gauging where people are at and exams is kind of what we know so it's what we do but like I could see like continuous assessment kind of creeping in because people don't know like tomorrow is so uncertain and like that was the thing about the pandemic you never knew when you were coming back and we still don't to be perfectly honest but like Mm -hmm. like next week wasn't promised so people were like okay well we'll just have to continually assess them make sure they're like getting on make sure they're doing okay Mm -hmm. you know hand in that essay and like I think they're going to realize that that suits people a lot better and the thing is yeah tests are supposed to be hard like I think things in life sometimes things in life have to be a bit stressful obviously I'd love if they weren't but you know what's the phrase like adversary I can never remember that word um but like hard situations obviously make us the people we are which is very cheesy but nonetheless Mm. true like I feel like we do have to kind of push ourselves and I think there is some merit to exams but maybe not there is there is there's a satisfaction I get it but at the same time I don't think I think the satisfaction of doing okay let's say doing an essay doing an essay the right way where you have like weeks of research and writing and you don't do it in in a week like I am with all of my essays due for the end of term (laughs) um 
yeah, there is there's a satisfaction when it comes to acing acing an exam and the exhilaration and the adrenaline. The adrenaline after an exam when you finish them all, it's great. But I just I don't think I can go through it again. I don't think I can sit in a chair for more than two hours anymore. The adrenaline of just surviving. No, I don't think I can either. Like I I like I, I literally I, I sit, sit right. I sit in Zoom classes and I'm like, how did I sit and pay attention I, I, in like I, I lectures sit, last year? I sit at like an obtuse angle nowadays. I'm like I'm like a solid 110 degrees instead of 90. <laughs> like I am leaning constantly and I don't like my back is like um I, I feel so old having back problems because I, ha- I never as a, as a society we never learned to sit correctly and then I found out the other day that if you sleep on your side your face becomes unsymmetrical like this is where we fail this is society we've done everything wrong we never learned how to sit properly this is the downfall of society um, and on that note I think this is a really good time to cut in with a song and I am very much in an arctic monkeys mood um so I am going to hit you with a fun fact and then a song so okay. song I'm playing which is really funny yes. and everyone who's listening has every right to bully me for it when I was in okay. second year of secondary school uh, we performed this song in our talent show um, and it was quite the sight. It was a sight for sore eyes. Now um, I'm really so... nervous. <laughs> so this is, fl- <laughs> this is Fluorescent Adolescent by the Arctic Oh Kings. my God. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah, And that was the Arctic Monkeys with Fluorescent Adolescent. Hello, hello, hello. You are, of course, listening to Are You Too In Love or with Evo Byrne and Lucy Holmes. And yes, I did perform Fluorescent Adolescent at my school talent show in secondary school. Look, I got bullied in secondary school. I'm just surprised I didn't get bullied more because I think I deserved it. But anyway, moving on. Um, Honestly... that, no, like, that's not even that's not even the worst song we performed at the talent show. Uh, oh we performed at the God. talent show multiple years. We should do have we should have like a full podcast on Lucy performing in talent shows. I don't think I've ever performed in one. I, I think I performed in I performed at the talent show every single year. Without oh my fail. God! Wow, without fail. Constant. Like I have no like I like the thing is is that like it's so funny like I'm. A bit of a a bit of a paradox, shall we say? Um, I'm mm-hmm. not like other girls. No, but um, okay. like, I have like like I am extremely anxious, have an anxiety disorder, but yet I can get up on stage and embarrass myself, no problem, like no problem at all. Like it's that just... is fairly iconic. I mean, I think I'm kind of the same. Like I I I always I know I here's here's the thing. I don't think I have any talents, but I can do a good lip sync. You know, so like. When when the opportunity arose um, on a Zoom call uh, on the Campus Clash thing, and I got to do the WAP S and M remix lip sync, that 
you know that unlocked something in me but I don't think I could ever actually have the confidence on to to get up and do things in front of people and this is really ironic because this is a podcast but (laughs) look the thing is I mightn't have had friends in secondary school but god damn it I had confidence and maybe that's the reason I didn't have friends um no because it's so funny because I I come into social situations and like I would like to put my hands up and be like I've always been a social butterfly my favorite story about Mm -hmm. myself um is when I was like three in play school I mm-hmm. just learned the word shy and there was loads of shy people in my class and I thought they were so cool and like stoic and like I don't know like mysterious obviously I was three I didn't know what stoic or mysterious meant but that was the mm-hmm. vibe um and I came in the next day and I turned to my play school teacher and was like I'm shy today and she just burst out laughing like she burst out laughing and I was like really upset I was like no I'm shy today like three-year-old me was like no I'm shy today and she was like Lucy see if you can be quiet for 10 minutes um and I couldn't do it I couldn't do it I couldn't keep my mouth shut for 10 minutes I wanted to talk to people and the stubbornness in me didn't win out so my shy streak lasted a good 10 minutes um someone has commented happy drug day Happy drug day. We didn't even acknowledge it. It's the most Oh yeah, it is year. drug day. It is. And we should be pushing for better um cannabis legislation in Ireland because exactly. it's currently so unfair. I think that is like something as well that we should be looking at once we go back into the world because the way that we treat um alcohol, drugs, anything in this country, it's just it's just shit. It can like every every area that should have adequate supports does not have adequate supports. And like, yeah, like I just ugh, the fact that conversion the therapy was was legal in the north until like today, it's and it still is honest, in some like, versions in Ireland. It's like, like what? Why is our side so fucked? Um, <laughs> like that's the thing is that like we love to be like, oh my god, we're this progressive country, but like, and I think in a lot of ways we are. I will give credit where credit's due. A lot of ways we are, but there's still a lot of like. There's still a lot of things we need to do. And like yeah. I'm very like outwardly like open about the fact that I am pro decriminalization of drugs. And mm-hmm. a lot of people think decriminalization of drugs means, oh my god, you're making everything legal. For, 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 well, the government That's, did once do that. That the was, yeah, they did, did that for a day. That was a thing. I don't really understand how that happened. All I know is I wish like eleven or twelve year old me went out and bought shrooms. Like I should have. I should have done it. <laughs> there would have been no consequences. But like that's the thing is that people think decriminalization means legalization but yeah it, do- it does and it doesn't when i talk about decriminalization it means that people aren't going to be like arrested for using like heroin or using things because it's not treated as a crime it's treated as an illness as it should be because that's yeah. at the end of the day that's what addiction is it's not it's not a criminal thing and a lot of people like use the rhetoric of oh well it's always their decision it's always their decision to do this to themselves it's always like you made the decision to take the drug in the first place and like I'm always like you clearly haven't been in a bad enough place where that seems like the only way out or where that seems like the only option like yeah Mm -hmm. you made the decision once again in air quotes but like it like when you're given no other option what are the decisions do you have to take um and I don't know sorry I don't this is like a real like moral point of view on like drugs that came from absolutely nowhere we were talking about post-pandemic but um yeah like like I think like I anyone that knows me knows I have very like strong opinion on drugs and drug addiction and like I think it, it needs to be treated with a lot more respect um but like I think as well like a lot of like like drug use in Ireland is dangerous for the fact that it's not regulated like I know I'm kind of preaching mm-hmm. to the choir here but like it's like 
like the thing is I was talking to someone um whose father is like very high up in like the guards I don't know exactly where and I'm not going to disclose because I don't want to get arrested mm-hmm. question mark if that's even a thing but like they were saying that um they were saying that the thing is that like every time someone goes out and buys cocaine like they're like they are fueling inadvertently but nonetheless they are fueling like the like deaths like the drug deaths that happen and I know that sounds really dark they obviously explain it a lot better but they were saying like every single like ounce every single like thing like it because of like how like oh like how like I'm not explaining it very well yeah no no I I get I get you though because it is like these systems exist and these systems naturally you know any like a lot of the illegal dealings some dealers are good people and like you know and like and the majority of them are people just trying to make a living which is like the main thing about drug dealing but but and then there's yeah there's people who take advantage of the system and they they abuse people and then they also sell counterfeit drugs and um yeah and also like there's a lot of human trafficking associated with drug dealing and it's an unfortunate fact and the fact that the government kind of ignores this problem um just causes more people to die yeah and it's like the thing is when you hear about someone from like the hutch kinnahan gang gang like being shot or dying oh god we're going to be killed yeah no we're definitely going to be killed but like that that's the thing is that there is a direct connection there um, yeah. I'm not going to go into this any further because it's a complete tangent I've just gone off on because I've found something I care about, gone on a tangent and given out about it because it's all I know how to do. Um, <laughs> and it's something, no, people kill me all the time because I cannot just tell a story. You're just, you've just just been reincarnated because people kill you all the time. Yeah, look, people kill me all No, but I cannot just tell a story, a straight linear story like I walked to the shops and bought milk. I will tell you about every single house I passed, every single person that lives in that house, the fact that one of them is having an affair with the other one, um, and the fact, like, I can't just like, like, I was trying to tell someone like a like gossip, and they were like, they were like, well, did it happen or didn't it? And I'm like, I'm getting to that, but you need the context first. Like, I'm just, oh, I don't know how I haven't been murdered in this life yet, but time, time mm. will tell. Um, time, time will tell. But like, ultimately, yeah, I think, and as well, because like, there's a, been a lot of push for decriminalization recently. Like again, it's been uh, there's a lot of 420 protests today conducted by um, the cannabis, the Cork Cannabis Network. Um, we linked to them on our Instagram today, and it's just like we we there's so much legislation that needs to be passed, and we don't pass it until it's absolutely necessary. Like it's a whole reactionary process. The IBSA laws, like everything. It is it is kind of ridiculous how we live with our problems in this society until they get too much and they have to pass the bare minimum of legislation. Because even like even when it, if drugs some like even if cannabis is legalized, they won't have drug testing centers wide like widespreadly available. Like it'll be charities needing to do this, you know. And like it, it's even like with any societal problem in Ireland, it's charities that have to pick up the pieces for everyone because we sort ourselves out rather than the government actually having a duty of care. And like, like that's I such al- a dark thing to say, but it's yeah, true. No, it's, it's true, but like, I always make the point that like, on the outside, like charities are a great thing, charities are amazing, but it's so dark and so twisted that charities have to exist, that there is money yeah. there and yet people aren't being looked after. But that's a whole kind of worms that we're not going to get into. We asked yeah. over on our Instagram. This is the worst segue ever, can I add? But we did ask <laughs> over on our Instagram. Um, like, what did you? What are you? What are your thoughts? What are you thinking? How do you feel? What are you going to do post pandemic? 
Um, and the first question we asked was, right, your college experience this year. And it was hella low. low. I mean, like, really low. I don't think anyone, like, swiped past the middle. It has not been great for anyone by the looks of it. Um, and, like, we asked, what is one thing, like, should be done to improve college in 2021? And all of the answers were literally just what I was thinking. Um, people were like... <laughs> please, please let us have, like, classes in college, please let us on campus, um, but there was some, like, like, actual really good points on top of that as well, Mm -hmm. not that they weren't good points, but other points, um, lower the cost of accommodation, allow access for all in online learning, totally agree, um, very good, love it, someone said vaccinate us, please, totally agree, um, make Mm -hmm. the lectures more interactive and have more live classes, um, I agree, I'm actually very lucky, I, the degree I do, like most of our lectures are live and some people will say, oh my God, that sucks for you. But it means I'm engaged in the work because I, mm-hmm. oh my God, watching pre-recorded lectures, I just can't. I just can't. It just does not work for my brain. Like I'll leave them on in the background and then like get distracted and not take in any of it. So actually having to be there and be present and in a degree where people are expected to turn on their cameras and like interact with each other. But like, like there's a level of respect that I think the drama department gets right and does really well where they I think they toe the line really well that if you turn off your camera that is completely fine we will respect that no one's forced to do anything um but also we would love if you turn on your camera and it's encouraged and it's nice and you're in an atmosphere where turning on your camera isn't an uncomfortable thing um someone said more leeway for students especially since some of us are in unhealthy homes poor wi-fi or disabled I definitely agree like regardless of pandemic or no pandemic like there's been a lot of like there's this expectation that every student is coming from the same background mm-hmm. and I know you're like okay that is a bit of a broad sweeping general statement like I know there is things in college to help but like it's the fact that like I remember getting up at like three or four in the morning to get to a 9am lecture which sounds fucking insane but that like that's literally what had to be done like it's things like that where I would have been up for like a good five hours before my lecture and like just like when lecturers be like oh can we come in a few minutes early so we can work on this that and the other I would just be like I physically can't like I physically can't get up any earlier like it's stuff like this and we asked as well we asked as well should there be two freshers a week and overwhelmingly um people said yes I it's think, a like, good idea be... in theory. It's a good yeah, idea I in think... theory, but it needs I to be executed theory... very well. I yeah, no, I think in theory. Of, um, I'd be in favour of one, like, I know, like, refreshers week is a thing, but I'd be in favour of a freshers week after midterm. Yeah, I think you we know? should have, like, I, sh- I think we shouldn't have, like, two freshers week in a row, but, like, freshers week and then a serious refreshers week in the same form as freshers week. Like, that same buzz. Like, yeah. that's what, like oh, I just, I just want to party. Is that so much to ask? Um, and then another question. I'm just going through all of the questions because there are some really mm-hmm. lovely responses. Um, this is the one I'm most excited for, but what are you most looking forward to this summer? Um, and we got some really, really lovely responses. Someone said staycations. Um, Travelling around Ireland, sashes, same. I cannot yeah. wait to be able to travel again. I cannot wait to be able to sash. Um, spending time with friends and family, wearing cute outfits, same. I like there's so much of my family I haven't seen and anyone that knows me knows I am incredibly close with my family and I really miss them 
I also miss my friends as well. Um, I'm wearing mm. cute outfits, so being free yeah. of constant stress of study man and wearing cute outfits that people might actually see. I agree. Like wearing that outfit is one thing, and I think wear it for yourself. But sometimes it's nice to parade around. Sometimes it's nice to show off. So you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I miss just getting dressed up just to look nice. I, and I, I, I need to stop relying on wearing um, just sweatpants every day. Like, I've turned into a shell of my former stylish, stylist, stylish self. That's a tongue twister. But, like, yeah, I just miss, I miss wearing heels. I miss, I used to wear high-heeled boots nearly every day. Like, who, who is she? Who was she? Too much. Like, I see the thing is now, I'm in a bit of a sticky living situation, so I don't really have that many clothes. But when I've been, when I say I've been cycling the two same outfits for the past like three weeks, I've been cycling the same two outfits for the past two weeks. Now, that being said, I only own two outfits at the moment, it's a whole thing, it's really funny. But like, that's basically been like most of the pandemic for me, where I've just been like cycling through like, like the same like three items of clothing, and like. Mm. I'm the same as Eva, like, I love expressing myself through clothes, I love fashion, I love, it's just, oh, such a good buds, and, like, the thing is, is that I don't necessarily feel like I have to dress up for people, and I know I can dress up for myself, but I still like to, like, be going somewhere, or be doing something, rather than just sitting in my room, so, like, you just don't feel like there's much of a point, like, no, even, like, doing makeup, doing my hair, it does take, I don't know why it takes so much but it it really does, and it's it's very hard to um, I guess to find the motivation to to do well or to, or to like to do well in anything really. It's very hard because we're not interacting with many people apart from ourselves. You know, it's just like oh, it's just oh, I just miss life, the universe and everything, and don't we all is the thing, and we're all very envious looking at the UK now, shaking our fists at them, like, they colonised us, surely, surely they can give back, you know, surely they can mm. give back, like, surely they can give us some of their vaccines, which apparently they are doing, which is very exciting, Um, and they will be very welcome, I look forward to them, but we are now, of course, at time, like, the time, time flies when you're having fun, as they say, like, exactly. um, that, like, flew by but we are nearly at the hour um so you have of course been listening to me and eva talk shit for an hour but you've been listening <laughs> to are you two in love or with eva Vernon and lucy holmes um i of course have been lucy holmes eva has of course been the wonderful amazing fabulous eva burn um and we are also lucky to have her thank you to everyone who listened in live and thank you to everyone who's listening back in the podcast normally i would end with a song but we have gone right up to the hour so thank you all very very much I hope you have an absolutely lovely week. And for any of my college friends that are currently in week 12, I hope uh, deadlines and exams and all of that pressure doesn't kill you. Um, and reminder, our DMs are ever, are ever, our DMs are always open if you need us.